Welcome to A Word for the Wilderness. We pray that this episode will bring to you a word of encouragement as you walk through the wilderness of life. May your spirits be lifted and your souls fed as God's Word is proclaimed today. Now, here's your hosts, Joe Motes and Jonathan Bosby. Well, tomorrow is Mother's Day. All you mothers listening out there, God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in to A Word for the Wilderness. I love Mother's Day. I thank God for my mother. You know what? It it took a special person to be my mother. It really did. It really did. All she has to put up with, all she has to uh, pray for me, and and, and really, I, I'm a crazy kid. I was a crazy kid. I still am a crazy kid. Mama, I love you. God bless you. By the time you're listening to this, uh, I'm, I'm just going to have a personal conversation with my mama right now, all right? All right <laughs> Let's do this. So, so, mama, by the time you're listening to this, I'm either like in the air and you're coming to get me. And uh, so thank you for that. I, I love my parents. So I thank God for my parents. You know what? I have a goodly heritage, and, and I thank God for that. A lot of folks, they, they're they raised in a Christian home. They're raised in a Christian environment, an old-fashioned independent Baptist church. And you know what? They're like, they come to an age, and I want to recover from this. Sure. I don't sure. know what you're talking about, recovering from what? I love yeah. it. I love it. I, I, I'm not trying to run away from it. I'm trying to embrace it more and more each day. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. So I hope you have a wonderful week, and we're excited to see what God's going to do today. I'm excited about the episode today because I've got a very dear, special friend, Brother John Michael Henderson. How you doing, brother? Good, Brother Joe. How are you? I'm doing good. Now, now, how, why are you in California, brother? It is just to see me, right? It's exactly right. Yeah, yep, I had to that's come what I thought. All the way out here to see my friend. Uh, but uh, no, in seriousness, uh, my sister Mariah Henderson just graduated from. Uh, from Bible college and graduation was last night. So uh, that's that's the reason for the trip out west. I don't come to California unless I have a reason. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you had a pretty good reason there. Thanks for, and since Brother John was out here, I says, you know what? Let's get him on the podcast. Let's get him on the episode. I, I thank God for Brother, I, I believe you're 19, right? So we're the same age. Oh, yeah. everybody's older than me, man. I'm sorry, brother. Everybody's older than me. <laughs> Why am I the kid around here? Just a little runt. Anyway, well. We're about the same age. <laughs> We're about the same age. And uh, we, we kind of started in this thing together, yeah. and I uh, appreciate the Lord kind of bringing us together, man. And, and I, I believe uh, as we get closer and closer to the coming of the Lord and the more perilous the times we'll get, we're going to need each other. Absolutely. We're, we're going to need one another. And those of you that are listening, I encourage you, you know what, find, find that person in your life where that, that can hold you accountable, that can pray for you. You can call them up anytime and ask advice from them and, and, and things like that, and it'll help you. It will strengthen you along life's way. Uh, as he did say, we just had our graduation here at the college, and uh, we're, we're getting ready to head home ourselves. Looking forward to being back in Atlanta. Uh, over the summer, we're going to keep the podcast going. We've already talked about it on previous episodes, but we're going to keep the podcast going. Jonathan's going to be up north. I'm going to be down south. We're going to be traveling, doing some different things. But I'm excited about what the Lord's going to allow us to do this summer. We're going to have different hosts, different guests, uh, Jonathan and myself, and uh, we're, we're it's going to be good. It's going to be good. We got some exciting things planned over the summer. We're going to have a missions week at the end of May. And uh, what? It ain't the end of May, is it yet? It's May the 5th. Good. Cinco good. De Mayo. Whoa, really? Yeah. Cinco de Mayo. What does that Cinco mean? Mayo. May the 5th in Spanish. Oh. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah, brother. That tells you how much Spanish <laughs> I know. Praise the Lord for that. I, I'm, I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to learn, brother. I, it's all right. Yeah. Appreciate you. I did two years of high school Spanish and I don't remember nothing. So I, I did too. And 
I don't remember anything yeah. either. But man, I, I, I'm I want to ask you a few questions. Sure. I'm honored to have Brother John Michael Henderson here. And do people just call you John Michael, John Henderson? It really John? depends on where you go. I'll call you Bubba. All right, that works. So like Bubba, I'm glad to have you in the studio today. Now, where are you from, Bubba? So originally, uh, me and my family are from Phoenix City, Alabama. Good, good. You know what? That's that's my grandparents, Mama and Papa, lived right across the river from there. Columbus, Georgia. No, the other side. Other side. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Gotcha. Yes, sir. So from Phoenix, Alabama, or Phoenix City, Alabama, where are you from now? So right now, my family is in Kansas. My dad moved from Phoenix City, Alabama 18 years ago. We just celebrated 18 years at the Harvest Baptist Church wow. in Manhattan, Kansas. Wow. And uh, and so the church is doing well, going strong. And uh, right now, I'm actually at Bible College. So Good, good, good. Now, you're in Greenville, not Tennessee, South Greenville, Carolina, South right? Greenville, South Carolina, yep. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, sir. I love that area. That that Greenville area and that area in South Carolina is is home to a lot of great preachers. Absolutely. Uh, not far from there is the Greer Baptist Camp Meeting. I'd say probably like, what, 15, 20 minutes that's from it, there? yeah. And uh, go there every summer. This year is actually the 75th year. Longest running independent Baptist camp meeting in the world, Billy Kelly, Harold, Harold Seitler, those men started it 75 years ago. I'm excited to be a part of that this summer. And God's allowed you to preach. God's called you to preach. Tell, tell us your salvation testimony and, and and how God called you to preach. Well, you know, my salvation testimony probably looks a lot like a lot of the young people's, mm -hmm. uh, especially ones that grew up in, in, in church in, in and uh, maybe like a pastoral household or something. Mm -hmm. I struggled with it for a long time, a uh, really long time. I made several professions growing up. And they say, and I've heard it said, you know, if you grow up in the forest, it's hard to find the one tree. Yeah. And uh, and that was me. You know, it, mm. it took me a long time to actually to, to realize and understand what was what was happening. I made several professions uh, in, in my younger years and uh, and never really uh, I never really got it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Until I was at Teen Camp in, uh, in Cleveland, Georgia, Power of Two Youth Camp. Yeah. And uh, it was July 10th, 2017, the second night of, mm. of, of camp. And we were we were just singing. And it was a song, Amazing Grace. And we got to the last verse, and the song goes, when we've been there 10,000 yeah. years, and it was like the Holy Ghost sat down next to me and said, you're not going to be there if you don't get saved. Wow. And from that moment on, I made it to the Man. altar. And I believe the moment I stepped out, I got saved. Oh, come I on. I went to the altar, asked the Lord to forgive me of my sin, and from that day, I've not doubted again. Amen. I've doubted a lot of things, and there's a lot of things that you that are possible to doubt, but that's yep. one thing I'll never have to doubt again. Hallelujah for that. Thank God for old-time salvation. John, I'm, I'm honored to have you in the studio today. We're going to have Brother John preach for a few moments uh, today. Brother, you just go right on ahead and... Yeah, you just take your time, bro. You just take your time. Help yourself. All right, brother. Well, it's, uh, I want to say it's an honor and a privilege to be a part of the podcast this morning. God's sure been good to me, and uh, I, I like keeping up with, with Joe and uh, through the podcast and everything. If you have your Bibles, uh, if you have one close to you, Proverbs chapter number 3, uh, very popular portion of Scripture. Everybody knows probably where I'm going this morning, but this was birthed out of a time in my life uh, where this portion of scripture was never more applicable to me. Mm. And, uh, and I try to uh, never shy away from a, a certain text because it's popular. And, um, and so that's what I want to look at this morning. You probably know exactly where I'm going, uh, Proverbs chapter 3. If I can find my outline... And here it is. Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 5 and 6. We could all quote the, the verse. We could all, uh, we all know exactly what's being said here. Uh, but really, it, what I want to look at is, is the first couple words. It says, trust in the Lord. Good. And I preached this thought, I preached it several times this year, really, 
but but it, the, the thought I want to look at this morning is simply I can trust oh, Jesus. Now, we've looked at a lot of things this past two years since 2020, things we thought we could trust, mm. but that have not proven to be trustworthy. The Bible says, Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 5, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. Verse 6, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. You know, there's a lot of things that change. There's a lot of things that that don't turn out the way we want it to. There's a lot of things that let us down and that uh, that that draw our attentions off yeah. of where they mm. should be. And this morning, I think it's important that we get back to the simple fundamentals. That's why Amen. I don't shy away from common portions of scripture, from uh, well versed, from from from, from uh, portions of scripture that have been very uh, publicized and popularized. Because a lot of times in my life, I I fail in the simple areas. I fail yeah. in the the areas that should that I should have down pat. Mm. And it's the simple things that often uh, that are left out among God's people. And and this 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 thought was birthed out of a time in my life where everything fell in an instant. Wow. Everything that I had thought I had thought I had found the will of God in areas of my life and I thought that I was in the right place doing the right thing and and it seemed like all of a sudden a couple things changed and everything in my life wow. was it was under question. What am I going to do here? What am I going to do there? That was that was uh that was the second of the month. And I woke up the next morning and I, I, I like to read a proverb a day along with, with my other devotional. And I got to this point of Scripture, mm-hmm. and the Lord began to birth things in my heart. And when it seemed like there was nothing else I could trust, everything else had fallen through, everything else had failed me, mm-hmm. uh, I, I thought that I had found the will of God, and that didn't work out, and so I'm questioning the will of God in these areas. Mm-hmm. I got to these verses, and the Lord began to birth these <clears throat> things in my heart. Amen. And really, and just sat there th- that morning on the third of the month and just said, you can trust me. You can still trust me. It doesn't matter what you're going through because I'm still in control. So there's a couple things I'll give you and I'll be done. Uh, the first thing I see, according to the scripture, I like to preach expositionally. I like to preach out of the text. The first thing I see, the Bible says, trust in the Lord. And you know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of the placement of our trust. Mm. There's a lot of places that we can put our trust. We put our trust in our money. I, I can't. I don't have any money. We can put our, 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 we can put our confidence in trust. We can put our, our confidence in man, in, 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 in what our abilities can do, what we can achieve. But that's not what the verse says. The verse says to trust in the Lord. That's the placement of our trust. You know, it's so important because the Bible says where your heart, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And if your if your treasure, if your trust, if your uh, what you look at every day is on so many other different things, you're so prone to confusion. You're so prone to doubt and worry. But the Bible says to trust in the Lord. Mark chapter 11, verse 22, the Bible says, and Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God. Not ha- and he's talking to fishermen. He's talking to his disciples. He didn't say, have faith in your occupation. Yeah, he didn't say, have faith in your boat. He didn't say, have faith in your nets. He didn't say, have faith that you have good weather to be out on the, the, the sea fishing today. He said, have faith in God. These were men that were so used to doing everything for themselves. They were hard workers. They had built a living on the Sea of Galilee. And God told it, looked at them and told them, have faith in God. Not in what you could do anymore. Not in what you could say or what you could think. Have faith in God. And what the, the Word of God is saying in Proverbs chapter 3 is trust in the Lord. That's the placement of our trust. Psalms chapter 20, verse number 7, the Bible says, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of our God. Amen. 
Can I say this morning that whenever you're in a hard time, whenever it seems like everything's falling flat on its face and there's nothing really certain in life anymore, trust in the Lord. Have faith in God. Remember everything he's done for you in the past. I sang a song Sunday morning. Uh, no need to doubt him now. Amen. He'll make a way somehow. Sure Safely this far, Jesus yeah. has brought me, and there's no need to doubt him now. So the first thing I see out of Proverbs chapter number 3, verse 5, is the placement of our trust. The second thing I want to look at this morning simply is this, the proportion of our trust. Now, the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, the proportion of our trust, basically saying, don't hold anything back. Yep. With everything that's everything that's inside of you that's worrying about that situation, why don't I just turn that over and everything that's worrying about that situation, how about all of that just trusting God? Mm. You know, so often in my life, I find areas where, I, I, God, I can trust you in this area because you've proven me here. Lord, I can trust you in this area because you've always taken care of me here. But in this area, Lord, I, I, I feel like, like if I don't have my hands on it, then it's not going to work out. Well, then what is faith at that point? What is faith if you're not willing to lay everything aside and lay everything out there in front of the Lord and allow him to control and to test you and to grow your faith and stretch you? What good is faith if you're not allowing him to, tr to truly have control of the things in your life? I see the proportion of our trust with all thine heart we're supposed to trust in the Lord. And I begin to think, you know, that, that the proportion of our, of our trust with all thine heart, how can I give everything to God? If my heart, if in my heart I'm holding things back. I know that sounds trivial and elementary this morning, but the Bible says, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. That means everything that you're going to face in life is going to come forward out through your heart. You know, the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Something struck me in that verse. It says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. A good man. So first of all, for the Lord to order your steps, you have to be a good man. Mm. And while running verses, I came across the verse, there is a way that seemeth right unto a man. And you know what struck me about that verse is I see in that verse, there's that's a man who's trying to do right. Mm. It says there is a way which seemeth right to a man. This man's trying to do right. Mm. He's trying to, to, to walk accordingly. But the Bible says the ends thereof are the ways of death. Yeah. In our power, there is nothing that we can do on our own. In our power, in our, in our strength, there's nothing that we can accomplish outside the help of God. So the proportion of our trust is we're supposed to trust Him with everything. With everything that comes into your heart on a daily basis, it's supposed to be turned over to the Lord Jesus because we can trust Him. So I see the, the, uh, the, the placement of our trust and the proportion of our trust. But thirdly, I see the prop of our trust. The prop. The Bible says, the end of verse number 5, and lean not to thine own understanding. Now that word prop means a person or thing that is a major source of support or assistance. Now I, I love to play sports, Joe. I love to, uh, to be active. And th through the many years of playing basketball, I've, I've destroyed my ankles. My ankles are garbage. There's been many times where I've been in a boot or I've been on crutches or I've been in a cast. And without that, without that crutch, I couldn't have made it around on my own. And that's what he's saying here. The Bible says, lean not to thine own understanding. A lot of us like to, to make sure that what, what we're going through runs within our own processor, if that makes sense. If we can conjure it in our mind, if we can understand it in our mind, then we can, we can plan it out. We can work it out. But the Bible says not to use that as a prop. Hmm. 
You're not supposed to walk with your own understanding. And in this context of trusting the Lord, that means our prop is supposed to be the Lord. That means our trust is supposed to help us walk through day to day. Our trust in the Lord, our faith is supposed to help us as we take those steps day by day, day after day, month after month, week after week, when it seems like nothing's changing, when it seems like we're not really going anywhere quick, the prop of our trust helps us walk and keep going. You know, the Bible says, Psalms 118, verse 8 and 9, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. You know, when it all comes down to it, it's all said and done. And when there's really no, no, it's just you and God, and he's the only one you can turn to, you know you're going to trust him then. Mm -hmm. But are you going to trust him when there's other options? Are you going to trust him when there's other people in your life that you can look to? Are you going to trust him when there's so many doors that are seemingly open? It's easy. You know, I, I said this the other day. It's, it's, a lot, it's easy to preach this from a pulpit. It's a lot easier to step out of the pulpit and practice it. It's a lot. E- we can all talk about trusting the Lord. And, you know, when something comes up, I can look and say, you know, I, I'm trusting the Lord with it. But when, I'm on, when, when, when the battle's raging in between my ears on my pillow at night, Mm. is that when I'm really trusting him. It's easy to say it. It's a lot harder to live it. But that's the prop of our trust. We're supposed to trust in the Lord and lean not into our own understanding. We're supposed to get rid of that prop. The fourth thing I see, really, in, in verse, number, uh, verse number four, or verse number six now, the Bible says, in all thy ways, acknowledge him. So I see, I see, the, the, uh, the, I see the placement of our trust, the proportion of our trust, the prop of our trust, but then the perspective of our trust. You know, I, I mentioned this a little bit uh, a couple minutes ago. It, our trust can be in so many different places. And nowadays, there's so many different avenues uh, of entertainment, of, of income, of whatever. So many different places where, where we give pieces of our trust away. Mm-hmm. And I found in my life that I've had to scale back on that because I've seen there's some of my trust there. There's some of my trust there. There's some of my trust in that relationship. There's some of my trust in, you know, that there's some, my trust is in the job to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. But really, the, the perspective of our trust, the Bible says, in all thy ways, acknowledge him. That means that, that word acknowledge means to take account of, to take note of, to, to, to incorporate into. We're supposed to, in all thy ways, acknowledge him. He's supposed to be, can I say this morning, he's supposed to be a part of every single little detail of our lives. Yes, sir. Without him, Bible says, we can do nothing. And that's the perspective of our trust. And really, when you have your trust on the Lord, this is what the Bible says. Isaiah chapter 26, verse number 3 and 4, the Bible says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Perfect peace. You know, that's the thing that we lack today. We lack peace in our world. We lack peace on the job. We lack peace in our personal lives. But the Bible says if you're trusting in the Lord, that you will have perfect peace. We all know the verse in Philippians chapter number 4, verse number 7. The Bible says, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I studied that word passeth not long ago. And uh, that word has two different meanings. That first meaning of the word passeth means to, to, to hand somebody something. So what he's saying is the peace of God which passeth all understanding. So if you're trusting in the Lord, the peace of God will hand to you, will give to you, will pass to you understanding where you did not have it before. Mm. 
The second uh, meaning of that word passeth is this, and I like this one, is that that word passeth means to go beyond. So the peace of God, which passeth all understanding. Can I say this morning I've experienced in my life that the peace of God goes far beyond my human comprehension. It goes far beyond all the things that I think I understand, and it reveals to me through the Word of God what the will of God is for my life. And we all lack peace in times. But the peace of God that passeth understanding, it says, shall keep your hearts and minds. You wonder why the battle is so hard for your heart and mind this morning? Your mind is, is where we live. It's where, where we fight most of our battles, but our heart is where the Lord resides. Yeah. And if the devil can get that heart before Jesus does, he's already got the mind. Mm-hmm. It's no, it's no, it's no uh, strange coincidence this morning that the battle for the heart and mind is really the hardest thing you might ever have to face. Because that's always going to be with you. Every morning you wake up, the Bible says the flesh is there. You have to crucify the flesh with your affections mm-hmm. and lust. But I'm thankful that there are times in life, and this can be every day, and for me it's not. To my shame, it's not. But there are times in life where you can wake up every morning and get up and brush your hair and and brush your teeth and put your clothes on with the peace of God. You don't have to worry about things. You don't have to worry about situations, relationships, car troubles, job troubles, plans for the future, the will of God. You can wake up and walk with Him in the will of God and with peace. Because your attention is right, because the perspective of our trust is right. Lastly, and I'm done, the Bible says in the end of the verse, verse number six, and he shall direct thy path. I see the, the path of our trust. You know, it's, it's often hard for me. I, I, I'm a fixer, and I like to have everything lined up, and I try to do my best to be organized, and I, I like to use that as my excuse. But the um, Bible says, and he shall direct thy path. You know, it's got to be hard for someone you've never, to, to allow someone you've never seen with your eyes to direct what you're seeing with your eyes. Mm-hmm. And Bible says, well, the Bible doesn't say this, I heard this said that I, I haven't seen him, but I know he's there. Yeah. And I know what he did for me. And can I say this morning to whoever may be listening and you're wondering, you know, how, to what extent can I trust God? Can I say you can trust him with everything? Mm-hmm. Bible says in Psalms chapter 37, verse number 5, Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. You know, we try through our own strength to try to bring a lot of things to pass. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because we can only do so much in and of ourselves. Bible says uh, that commit your way unto the Lord and trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Verse 23 of the same chapter, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Can I say this morning, if there's something that I want more, if there's something I want the most in life, is I want to be led by the Lord. In every area of my life, I want to be holding to his hand, and I want to be following him. You know, there's a lot of different things in my life I've tried to follow, I've tried to, to do, I've tried to, to make happen on my own, and, and rarely does it work. But when I can take, when I can get to a point in my life where I can take my hands off of what I'm trying to do, and if I can take my eyes off what is seemingly falling into place, yeah. what's what doors are seemingly open, what what doors uh, we, that, that seems like that seems like where I should go, mm-hmm. if I can get to a point where I can take my hands off, and just say I can trust Jesus, you'll be a lot better off. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not to thine own understanding, in all thy ways acknowledge Him. Mm-hmm. And he shall direct thy path. Can I say this morning, I 
can trust Jesus. Aren't you thankful for that today, that you can trust the Lord? There's a lot of folks in your life you can't trust. You probably can't. You can't trust man. You can't always trust people. You can't always trust science or things like that. But I'm glad we can always trust Jesus. You know, that goes along with our theme this year, trust God and do good. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Brother John, it was an honor to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I trust that was an encouragement to you. God bless you, folks. Have a great week ahead. We'll see you next time on A Word for the Wilderness. Thank you for listening to A Word for the Wilderness. Be sure to subscribe and tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook to stay up to date with what's happening at A Word for the Wilderness.